1: That through their music, they take us on a journey a journey of color, a journey of emotion, a journey of uh dimensions. It just feels like you're in a Technicolor movie, like Wizard of Oz, you know, Pixar with good lyrics. Some artists are just the complete experience package. We've had a few of these on our show, you know, tip of the tongue, I can think of tennis, remember, Elena. She was uh, one of our earliest guests. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today, we are so honored to have one of the most respected and critically acclaimed singer-songwriters in indie pop today. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Miss Molly Birch. Molly Birch, ladies and gentlemen, um, always was always exposed to the arts at an early age. She grew up in Los Angeles um, but she is now based in Austin, Texas, where she is pretty much, uh, have, has established herself as one of the most strong uh, presences in in, uh, in music, in the Austin music scene. She was, uh, you know, influenced by Patsy Klein, Billie Holiday, Nina Simone. And in her adolescence is when she really found her true gift of a voice and she pursued it full on. Uh, And she went to the University of North Carolina in Asheville, studied jazz vocal performance, and she just kicked butt from there. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to welcome Molly. She shares some great stories, her journey, why she ended up in Austin. She talks to us a little bit about her Christmas album, which is going to be re-released soon. In listen to this, Candy Cane Limited Edition Vinyl. Okay, let me, Candy Cane. Limited edition vinyl. So, for all you vinyl collectors out there, you better pre-order that puppy because that is going to be on eBay soon. So, what what a great treat to have Molly on the show. We talked for about twenty five minutes about great stuff. She shared with us um, how her music teacher once, uh, you know, greater uh, gave her a failing grade. Why? She she's shown us why heartbreak has influenced her artistry. It was just a fantastic treat to talk to Molly. Uh, if you want to find more information about her, her future tour dates, mollybirchmusic.com. And uh, for all of you guys, thank you for for listening. We are still celebrating the 30,000 subscriber milestone, so we still have that kind of afterglow going. If you're new to the show, hit subscribe, and please give us a review. It takes 60 seconds, and it means a lot to us. So without further ado, guys, Molly Birch on the J-Rod Concerts Podcast.
0: Hey, Hi. Molly. how are you? Can you hear me okay?
1: I can hear you, see you perfectly.
0: Okay, great. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all uh, great. Happy Friday, Molly. You too. Yeah, Thank I'm so very excited. Happy. Absolutely. We're very excited to have you. Um, we're super stoked to have you. We're re- uh, big fans of you. And uh, you're opening up our new season when this airs. So oh, we're, cool. ki- we're kicking off the new season with a really talented uh, guest. And uh, we can't wait oh. to introduce our audience, Molly.
0: Thank you so
1: much absolutely absolutely yeah. but look like your music is mesmerizing molly whether we're talking about please be mine first flower telling people play that with a glass of wine and like just mm-hmm. feel the energy and then mm-hmm. this is molly truly really powerful stuff um yeah of course molly so actually mm-hmm. you know we first heard rave about you from elena moore of tennis yeah she was on our show uh mm-hmm. around may and uh-huh. uh she raved about you. In fact, we were gonna see you guys in, in the Fonda Theater in LA. Oh, that's
0: so f- sad. F-
1: fingers crossed that still happens, right? Yes,
0: yeah. I feel like we're determined to do it whenever um, whenever we're able to, whenever it's safe.
1: For sure, we're, for sure.
0: We're determined to do
1: that Bill. yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, okay. But anyway, uh, Molly, yeah, why don't you, uh, l- like, l- let's talk a little bit about everything. Thanks for your time. That's how, I mean, how This obviously year has been bananas for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Take us a little bit about, um, tell me a, bit, a little bit about your February, March period, like as the world was unraveling, what were you doing and mm-hmm. uh, how, like that three week period where everything kind of exploded?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, we had just started the tour with tennis. So we had done, um, the plan was, I think it was like the end of February, we did like Texas and Kansas City, New Mexico. We were just had like a, a week and a half of touring and then when we came back at the beginning of March, we were supposed to have just like a little break, play South by, mm-hmm. and then go the rest of the tour was like two more months. Um, so yeah, that that I feel like those those first couple of weeks were definitely um, the scariest and just full of so much anxiety, so much uncertainty. Everything was canceled. Um, I uh, I think I felt like a little bit um like like i felt blessed that i didn't have uh, a huge huge like busy year because it's supposed to be an off year for me anyways i wasn't really okay releasing releasing a new album Mm -hmm. so um but yeah it was really scary i think uh and i felt so much for elena and pat because you know it was their tour and they had um, so much to deal with that, but yeah, I think that the first couple of weeks was just, and seeing just the entire world shut down—it's uh, yeah. really scary. And I mean, it's still scary, but I think I've just have um, been able, you know, I think we're all just sort of getting used to this. Uh, we've let it, you know, settle in, I guess.
1: Definitely. I mean, definitely. But I mean, you look like a like a Zoom pro at this point. You're like a PhD. You got the flow going, you know, and and that's been cool to see people, you know, the transformation. Oh man, that's awesome, Molly. So Molly, like, I want to talk to you a little bit about your early life for a second, because you don't necessarily come from a musical family. Um, So how did Nina Simone and Billie Holiday kind of seep into your soul? How did you discover them?
0: really remember how I discovered that but yeah I come I come from a a really creative family my whole family is um in the film business um, my parents and my sister um so I think that was always um just you know around growing up and uh, my parents were really supportive of whatever we wanted to do um especially creatively um but yeah I think I just stumbled upon um music and vocalists when I was probably like in sixth grade or something and in middle school and I just was so drawn to female vocalists and and singers and like really um, unique voices like Billie Holiday and Nina Simone of course And, um, and I also loved like You know, that's when like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and and Mariah, like everyone was like, uh, like at the peak of like, of like pop. And then, so yeah, I just, um, I just listened a lot. It took me, I mean, I still, I still uh, sang, but I, um, I would just like sing by myself to all these amazing vocalists.
1: But it's incredible that from an early age, you could, you know, go against the grain and be like, okay, that's nice. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That has its place. But this is another level, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that you understood that. That's pretty cool. Because that's not every kid. Yeah. Uh, And speaking of middle school and, like, high school and all that, is it true that your choir teacher um, (laughs) failed you?
0: Yes. Like,
1: oh, my God. When I was, you know, when we were doing the research and we came across that, like, I think, please forgive me, was playing Uh and like you're like soaring your vocals and it's like what is wrong with these educational people
0: (laughs) that's so funny I well yeah she I feel bad I'm not gonna name her um but yeah we I mean I think it it was like I was going through a little rebellion phase too I was in choir it was like eighth grade and I was so insecure and I finally like Got up the courage to try out for a solo, and she didn't give it to me. So I was like, "How dare you!" <laughs> so <out> I
1: then <laughs> you know no, who you I mean, are.
0: <laughs> so then I I like boycotted. I was like, "Well, if you're not going to give me the solo, I'm not going to be a part of the winter recital or something." I like boycotted it, and she's like, "Okay, then, you're, <laughs> then I'm going to fail you."
1: And oh. then I went oh. I went I don't
0: know why I had such uh yeah I was just going through a phase of major rebellion but then I went you. to up to the dean of of the students and I complained uh-huh. and I said she just picks her favorites she did um and then yeah it all ended up okay mm. I got I got a d minus I got so well, I passed um, you know what
1: yeah. it, it worked out it worked yeah. out for you yeah. <laughs> so g- glad to tell you Molly um <laughs> you said you were a little bit shy mm-hmm. um
0: Definitely.
1: And and that definitely brings me to your sister because your sister was your greatest, one of your greatest champions, right? She's Mm -hmm. the one that kind of like encouraged you when you were kind of growing out of your shell.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us a
1: little bit about that?
0: Yeah. um, My sister, Sammy, she was like the only one that knew I liked to sing. So she would be constantly like pushing me and doing things I didn't want to do, like sing uh like if we're like having a family dinner party she'd like encourage me to sing like a cappella just i would just cringe in embarrassment like i but she just pushed me so much um and i think it was so helpful just so i could get out of my shell um but the first time i sang in front of an audience it was because she um cast me in her play like she was a senior in high school Mm -hmm. so she wrote and directed a play and she was like you're you're gonna sing in it and I was like, no, but then I did. I, and uh, yeah, she, yeah, she's always been, yeah, she's still one of the most like supportive people in my life for sure.
1: Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Sammy, for encouraging me. <laughs> the world appreciates it. Um, one, of, one, of my, one of my favorite stories about you, Molly, and it's, um, is your post-college story. And I know you've told it a few times, but it's nice. very interesting because people, you know, everyone has like a crossroads moments and you had one yourself and it's, but it's public and it's cool to see how you handled it. Basically, you went to UNC Asheville, yeah. you grad, you graduated, mm-hmm. and then you had to make a decision. You're like, okay, do I go to LA kind of where, you know, where, where you grew up, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, or yeah. Austin, which is where your, where your family, Texas blood mm-hmm. is from.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: why did you decide on Austin and uh, tell Tell us a little bit about like the heartbreak that you were going through and how that moved into that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I was de- in Asheville, I was dating um, Daley, who's my current boyfriend and, and band mate. Um, but yeah, I think I was like having a post-college like, crisis and I, I was living in Asheville for like the four years and it's, it's amazing, but it was really kind of small. So I didn't feel like I could grow as an artist um, at the time. And so, yeah, I, I think because I was so used to living in a small um, community, I think go even though I'm from LA, like the idea of moving back to LA intimidated me. Yeah. Um, And I had had so much. um, I have family in Texas and Mm I knew Austin was a music city, but I also met a boy so that lived in ah, Austin. So oh, I moved yeah. so I moved to Austin. But I only knew him. So it was definitely not an easy um, transition. Um, but yeah, that was a big catalyst.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say yeah. it wasn't a big transition, like let me just kind of dig in there a little bit. Um mm-hmm. You know, now we're on the other side of the rainbow. Obviously, you're like one of the big, one of the most influential up-and-comers in Austin. So, so, so yeah, but but you weren't always there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so, how was that transition when you didn't know a lot of people, you didn't kind of know where where to where to start, who to call? Mm-hmm. Was that rough? Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: it took a while. I feel like it took like two years probably um, to just really get my footing and find. Um, people to play with. And um, yeah, and especially when I first moved there, I only knew my new boyfriend. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I picked up like babysitting jobs. So I wasn't really meeting anyone um, naturally. So but that was, you know, the time that I was really writing songs for the first time and wrote like all the songs, or most of the songs on Please Be Mine, my first album. Um, So it's definitely a really important time. Um, And then after a year, I got back together with Daly, who I broke up with in North Carolina, and he moved out to Austin. And then that's when we started really playing together, um, and recording the first album. So
1: that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, so yeah, yeah, you went through a rough patch. I was I was listening to Brandy Brandy Carlyle the other day, mm-hmm. the Americana singer. She was and she was talking to Yola, another singer, and mm-hmm. they were saying that um, there's this misconception among artists that it's like, it's romantic when you're having a, a hard time, that it's like mm-hmm. the creativity just pours out of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm in the gutter, I'm broke. I am like that when you're in your lowest, like the best mm-hmm. ideas come. They were saying yeah. that, that um, they do come out of that, but like post, mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so like I, I wanted your take on that, like like when you were in your rough periods, were you like mm-hmm. a creative writing machine or was or was it tough and then after like the memories
0: I, I feel for please in mind, it was definitely like during because I was still um, dealing with this breakup and then like starting this new relationship and going through this big change. yeah um, but I thought I feel like I look back on that time really fondly, even though I was quite lonely and and like super lost. Um, but it was just, you know, it was the first time I really like started writing songs. And, um, so I just look back on it. Like it was like a really organic time. Um, and I don't really feel, I definitely write a lot differently now. So I feel like that time was kind of the only time I was like really going through something and, and writing about it. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. And And then it really like formed what my first album, um, was like yeah
1: nice it it just seems like you yeah, like you were so mature like you know like okay this is part of the process like mm-hmm. you're supposed to you know it's like it, that's great um and <laughs> yeah and finding your band um Molly you mm-hmm. mentioned you mentioned like finding a band was hard uh you eventually <laughs> you know your first shows with Daily Tolliver, um mm-hmm. how were those like and, and and auditioning people how how's that <laughs> process
0: it's it's been such a journey um, i mean now i don't have Exactly a set band. Besides daily and um, my drummer Tom has been really constant the past couple years. But I do like to change it up just because, um, except them, um, because <laughs> it really is you know my my music and um, I think it's just easier to have that um, have it to be more fluid. I started out with like a set band and it just brought so much drama and um so yeah that was a big learning process as you know a singer songwriter band leader how to navigate like um you know do i have a set band am i you know is this an equal like thing or no is it it's probably better to like hire um individual people uh but yeah it definitely took a little bit but the first formation who recorded on, on the record, that was like a really organic um, little foursome, like, cause it was just like my friends and my roommate and daily. And yeah. 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 Was,
1: I, I can't imagine. It, it must be like a relationship having a band, right? Like mm-hmm. you all these elements, you spend so much time with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was do with a lot of like trust and um, yeah, but I feel like I'm in a really good place where I feel I have, you know, two, um, pretty constant and solid guys and then we just switch it up and it's also nice for us too to like i don't know switch it up and have different experiences with different people and stuff
1: yeah i i hear you i hear you you're like a set dessert and then you play around with a little extra cream maybe this tour maybe that one little extra nutella (laughs) but the elements are there Mm -hmm. i got you awesome (laughs) i love it i love it molly all right let's talk about a few of your songs if you don't mind um uh, Please be mine, your album, and and which I, I love wrong for you, for example.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. Uh, yeah, what a phenomenal track, Molly. Um, Laurel Canyon vibes, you know, with melodies. I think we can all relate to. It's really cool stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and, and a unique composition. Uh, I love it. I love the and and the lyrics. Kind of like we're talking about all this, kind of complemented. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, how is the creative process to create this like a song like this that is so? It's unique. It's unique. That it, it's just like a an interesting flow.
0: Thanks. Um god, it's just been like so long, even though I guess it's only been four years, but um
1: I know. Yeah. March March pre COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was like for? Yeah. Uh, Well that was so I had basically after I signed to my label Captured Tracks, I had added three songs to the record and that was one of them. So I think at the time I was just really trying to experiment with writing a more upbeat song because But basically the album that I sent them was just all like lush ballads, basically nothing Mm -hmm. was and, you know, um, so I think I was trying to add some, some like single potential, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I do like, I feel like that's one of the songs that um, I still really enjoy playing live um, when that was a thing. (laughs) Like, I just, (laughs) I think like that one has evolved and I really do like it. Um, yeah, that's one of the ones from Please Be Mine that we pick from, and it, it, there's not that many that we still play. But yeah,
1: <laughs> why why is that, Molly? Is it because um, you know,
0: know,
1: yeah, that's interesting because it's a great album, but but yeah, it's you know for yourself. Do you just not relate to those songs anymore? And if you don't relate, you can't perform them, kind of thing. Is it? I think
0: yeah. I mean, I think some of them. I think some of them have like have had a new life of their own with touring so much like mm-hmm. we still always play Please Be Mine. It's just fun I think especially for people that have listened to my music or like have know that album yeah. I think it's fun to play um, Wrong For You and Please Be Mine and Downhearted um, but um, yeah I think it's just a fun fun to play like singing yeah. it feels really... Um,
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I can't imagine. Like, I, I, your, songs, your songs are so personal that, yeah, like, I mm-hmm. can imagine. It's like, it's putting yourself out there. So if you don't feel, I got, I got, I got you. Um, yeah, so First Flower, you know, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Wild. Pretty, pretty cool yeah. song. It's powerful, cool. I think, in its simplicity, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you about the video.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: such a nice video, and it looks like you had such a good time filming it. Um, do you like music videos, Molly? Like, what uh, yeah. experience doing this video?
0: I love music videos. Yeah, um, that was fun. I had reached out to Luca Venter, who um, does all of tennis's music videos. Actually, right. so That yeah. was before I knew Alina and Pat. Um, I just was like, he's I mean, he's amazing. I love him. And that was really fun. We just, I had sent him the song and he just came up with this whole concept and he referenced one of my favorite movies, this movie called smile that was in seventies about beauty pageants. And I was like, oh, I love it. Like, let's do it. So that was, yeah, that was all him. but it was really fun. Um, very glam.
1: Very nice. Yeah. yeah. The visuals are spectacular. Yeah. it really. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's amazing. He's, yeah. 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 yeah, He does amazing.
0: all of tennis's uh, visuals and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. New York based guy. Yes. Um, for sure, Molly. All right. And let's, um, you've been so generous with your time. Let me ask a couple okay. more questions. Okay. Your, cover, your covers. I love them. You're so good <laughs> at covers. Like I, where do you want me to start? Like, um, I mean, you've done Ariana Grande's uh, Needy, mm-hmm. for example. You do, you've done it live. Yeah, Uh, but but recently, like this week, I think you did Billie Eilish. Oh yeah,
0: yesterday Uh, posted that. Yeah,
1: exactly. And Mm -hmm. see, there you go. And and you you do such a good job of them because you you.
0: take
1: you take you don't just copy paste. You do you take the soul and then you put the Molly Virch spin. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, So so wanted to
1: ask. Yeah, for sure. What's the what's the key to to getting like the soul like of covers and
0: Mm -hmm. you know yeah. I don't know. I mean, the needy came about because we were doing, we were, it was like the last uh, big like US tour um, of the first flower album cycle and um, it was last August and I just wanted to um, add something fun and new and I love Ariana Grande, I love pop music. And, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, like, dip my toes into that and see how, you know, my audience would react to that. And it was super fun. And I felt like, um, so, yeah, so I definitely wanted to, like, record it and put it out there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there are some songs that wouldn't, I, I just was drawn to that because, one, I think it's a really unique song. Um, and it's really fun to sing. I had to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, I just love pop music and I love, Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, same with the Billy Eyes song. I mean, that was a little more casual, but it's just a great song. And I wanted to sing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, you're such a cool chick, Molly. And you mentioned you <laughs> like pop. And there's been some mm-hmm. good pop this year, right? Like Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's been some good stuff. So yeah. why don't you're the coolest chick, one of the coolest <laughs> people the why don't you why don't you give the people what's on your playlist? What's on your recently played mm-hmm. pop pandemic playlist?
0: I mean Dua Lipa, Lupa, a lot of Dua Lipa. The most She's amazing. great. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: She's
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. Um what new pop has come out? I love, um, I loved Ariana Grande's song with Justin Bieber. And I kind of like some of the songs on Justin Bieber's new album. Yeah. Um, And yeah, honestly, I've been listening to like a ton of Dua Lipa albums. There <laughs> you huge, go. Huge fan, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah
1: all right Let's cool that, yeah so just you know do Lipa a lot of leap. Do a Lipa, Dua Lipa yeah. I, I found your co-headliner for the next one Oh, <laughs> 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 um, well you've been so generous with your time last question let me ask you about the Christmas album the Christmas yeah. album yes I knew I was forgetting a big one loved it how, how did I almost, I'm such a Christmas guy too I'm oh, like okay. listen, you keep your Halloween you do your thing I, I mean just yesterday I was watching the hottest costume Season uh, thing is is a Karen mask. A Karen oh, mask. Oh,
0: gosh.
1: I know, uh, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm like, that's just never been my thing. Yeah. So, but I loved your album. Um, what is it about Christmas <laughs> to you, Molly, that caused you to, you know what, I'm going to get on the Christmas train? I love it. Oh, man.
0: It's just so fun. It was really fun to make. I think um, it was like all of 2019 basically was dedicated to, like, I was still touring, but. I was really focused on that that record. And I just thought it would be really fun and kind nice. of bold, bold to like put out full length um, as my third record. I just, you don't know. And it was like, it gave me a new perspective on how to record. We recorded it differently. And I feel like it really inspired me so much um, vocally and just something about doing covers you you come outside of yourself a little bit so yeah. i feel like it really prepared me in a great way to write my next album and work on Makes new sense. music
1: yeah yeah no i love it no i seriously i want to tell my audience besides listening to your albums now that we're in october almost oh yeah almost, almost. Christmas, it's when christmas when you're when you're at oh, grand yeah when you're at grandma's watching hallmark <laughs> movies <laughs> yeah. just be like listen alexa play molly birch's christmas album yeah. Just do that. Just do that. Definitely. everyone will be happy. I'm telling you. Guys. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, of course, Molly. Well, yeah. listen. You, you've said it all. You've been so generous with your time. Um, Thank you. What's it? What's uh, the rest of your year look like for you? Like, um, are are you baking bread? Are you making puzzles? Are you recording? <laughs> what's What's going on?
0: Definitely working on new music. I have been recording and um, sort of just gearing up for that and also Christmas is coming and we're, yes. yeah, we're gonna, um, yeah, so my Christmas album's gonna be repressed and yes. yeah, yeah, Christmas stuff, but mostly just hunkering down and staying yeah. home with, with Daly and our cat and, um,
1: cool. yeah,
0: and voting for Joe Biden,
1: yeah. That's right, that's right, <laughs> vote, don't forget to vote everyone, um, yeah. for sure, Molly. Well, listen, fingers crossed that we get to uh, see you perform at the, in no. April at the yeah, Risk Funda Shot. Theater Shows, which is like toss up, 50-50, just fingers crossed. But listen, yeah. all the best to you. We had a great talk. You're an, you're an amazing artist and congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much. Of course Molly, take, take care. All right. Bye bye.
0: You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.